Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, this is great. Uh, starting another good week, and i got some stuff to talk about. Today. It's a mixed bag this week. We're not doing a single topic all week, as we have for the last couple of weeks. We're jumping around, doing some various things, and our first show here is on the subject of computers reading our minds and us being okay with that. So that's kind of a, kind of a two-pronged thing. I had a really interesting experience at breakfast the other day. I'm sitting there, and I get a text message from my mother. And it was from my mom to me and all my siblings. So she starts these group messages once in a while. She has things that need to be worked on, a little family business, so she just texts all of us at once. And my kids are giving me a hard time no texting at the table. And I said, no, this is different. It's grandma, you know, so we're having that whole conversation. And then I put the phone down. And I say, you know, in 30 years, this is going to be you guys. Right? I'll be sending messages out to you telling you about things that, that you need to go. Of course, it probably won't be text messages. It'll be the technology of that day, and I have no idea what that will be. Well, maybe it will be this. Okay, so here's this story. Worldwide AI consciousness may replace human speech. Let me read just a little section of this real quick. In just 32 years, humans won't speak to each other and will instead communicate through a worldwide consciousness instead using just our brains new research shows according to artificial intelligence research this hybrid intelligence will understand the feelings of the people connected to it and use their minds to help it grow in the exhibit hiba hybrid intelligence biometric avatar is represented by an artistic impression based on real research and tells its users i am made of you you complete me and help me grow so that's not creepy at all right we don't have to worry about that and then <laughs> it, it, it goes on to say you allow me to evolve. With each synergy, I learn more. Through this oneness, we can achieve great things. So kind of, a, kind of a two-pronged thing going on there. On the one hand, sounds very interesting. We're going to communicate by thinking at each other through computers. And on the other hand, that all occurring within this emerging global computer consciousness. By the way, this is from the New York Post, and I think it was originally published at The Sun. So... Neither one may be the greatest sources for future-looking technology stories. But it, this, was, this conference, I think it was in Dubai, and it's a very interesting concept. And we've talked around things like this before. I've not seen it described exactly like this. But what, what do you think, Stephen? Are we going to be talking to each other via our brains, via computer in the near future? If you need uh, proof of concept that people will talk in other ways other than with their mouths, right? Just look at teenagers. They'd rather text the person that's sitting right next to them than to speak to them sometimes, I swear. That sort of thing is not that hard to believe, really. Yeah, that's a great point. Because when I read this, my first 
thought is, well, why in the world would I ever think at somebody through this interface when I can just talk to them? I can pick up a phone and I can call them. But that answer, that question is already being answered yeah. with a, a, a new generation that would rather text than use the phone anyhow. This business of, of texting for a teenager, they're so good at it. It just, the thoughts just flow out of them. They don't have to think about texting like we adults. The technology showed up, and so, okay, how do I open this? And, okay, here, I'm going to type a letter and type another letter. That's not, that's not the way it is for them. The thoughts are flowing out of them to other people. You know, they don't have to think about texting. It's second nature to them. I, although I would, I would argue that the thoughts don't flow out of them any more than the thoughts flow out of their parents when they speak on the phone, Right. It, yeah. That, yeah, that's the same thing. It's similar to really good typist doesn't think about typing. You know, they think a thought, and, and when I was a kid, it showed up on the page. Uh, now it shows up on the screen, right? And yet we went from talking, which you don't have to think about, to yeah. texting, which your point is you, you no more have to think about that than you, than you do talking, and it's a little safer. Right. Well, what's safer than thinking, right? That's even safer than texting. So if this is kind of a taking a safe step back, then this really does appear to be the next evolutionary step because well, on the one hand... Well, firewalls, you know. I mean, I, I don't want people knowing what I'm thinking, but I don't want them to know what I'm thinking, right? I don't want somebody in my head advertising various organ enlarging products or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, we don't want that. We don't want to be spammed in our head or we don't want somebody trying to take, or, take over our bodies, right? So you've got to have firewalls for things like that, obviously. Because it, that's, the, it, that's the other side of the internal, right? And right. you see that sometimes with texting. Is sometimes people yeah. forget and use their inside voice when they're texting, and then suddenly, oops, 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 that's not, that's not a thing I should have said to someone else. Or if they're texting the wrong person. How yeah. horrible if you accidentally think at the wrong person, right? You've got a whole set of thoughts here. Let me just throw them your way. And oops, I, I sent those to my boss. <laughs> you know, I mean, it goes back to email yeah. or text or any of the rest of those. It's all the, it's all the same problems. It's an interesting duality there. As you adopt the more safe and distant, in a sense, less intimate way of communicating with someone else, you actually expose yourself to the greater risk because it's the more intimate thing that is being exposed to that individual. And ultimately, there's nothing more intimate than your own thoughts, right? If if your own thoughts are being directly fed to someone else, the risk definitely goes up. But will this HIBA Will this intermediary consciousness help prevent us from make mistakes, making mistakes like that? And related question, will it sort of help soften things and maybe smooth out communications between us? And in which case, will we ever really communicate with each other anymore? Because we'll have, you know, I am made of you, you complete me and help me grow in the middle, in the middle there, right? Making sure that I don't think anything that you don't want to hear and you don't think anything back at me that I don't want to hear, right? It, that, that, that part of it has a real kind of big brother is watching you feel to it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's the point of interfacing with someone who's exactly you? That's the whole point. I think it's is it Matthew Ridley that talks about ideas having sex. Right. And right. the reason and, and the power of that is that ideas coming from different places are different enough that they can contribute to one another. But if we're so logged into one another that uh, we're thinking the same thought, basically, and I'm you and you are me, then what's the point anymore? Right. We can right. be separate at that point. You need to have different ideas coming from different directions that challenge each other. Right, and ideally, this intermediary later, if conscious, or even if not conscious, but this, this layer in between, if kind of functioning as its own entity, would be this wonderful summation of us 
It wouldn't just right. be me and my thoughts or you and your thoughts, but it would be this this amazing synergy, as it using its word, between the two of us. But that but that also knows each of us well enough not to start a fight between us, also not to push each other in a direction that that we don't want to go. I mean, ideally, it would be nice, but there's all kinds of unideal ways it could go, where if it has its own agenda and it just starts kind of smoothing things out, not because it's trying to drive us to the best outcome, but because it's trying to drive us to its best outcome. To me, that's that's the real fear. And as we get more reliant on it, the more likely that even a seemingly innocuous agenda on its part would push us in a direction that we don't want to go. So I think there's a real potential trade-off and risk there. I, on the one hand, I love the idea of this emerging global consciousness existing in our communications. And on the other hand, it's very scary. If you look at the whole conversation that's occurring around social media and what it has done to our privacy and to our autonomy and all those kinds of things we talked about sort of in relation to self-driving cars last week, you multiply that by, by a factor of a thousand, I don't know, by many orders of magnitude perhaps, when that layer has a will of its own. That, that's yeah. going to be very different. And, and when we become that much more and dependent on it. it's up in your it, head. You yeah, know. it's in your head. Well, I mean, think uh, about Mark Zuckerberg in your head, right? That's the, I guess that's the, that's the image. What if it's Mark Zuckerberg? Well, and and uh, meaning no offense to him. Anybody, uh, you know, it's absolute power can corrupt, right? It could be anybody, and it could go dark places, uh, even unintentionally. Elon Musk has made no secret of the fact that he is very frightened of the risk of AI, right? Part of the reason I think that he's so keen to make humanity a multi-planetary species. He himself launched last year, Phil, a, a venture called Neuralink, the whole point of which is to merge the human brain with AI. It's centered on creating devices that can be implanted in the human brain with the eventual purpose of helping human beings merge with software and keep pace with advancements in AI. That's one of those deals that this scares me, therefore we need to keep your enemy closer, right? Exactly. Uh, The thing is, if you're afraid of an AI taking over, maybe having an AI in your head is one way to prevent it. I mean, that yeah. that's counterintuitive, but that's very much a turning into the skid kind of approach. It might be the right way to go. And if you think, well, we'll worry about that later, there's no later. Okay, here's a headline from yesterday, or it might have been the day before yesterday. No more secrets. New mind-reading machine can translate your thoughts and display them as you text instantly. And this is something we've been working towards, okay? It's, this is not a, an out-of-the-blue surprising story. It, what, the only thing surprising, if you read this link and follow it, is just that this much progress has been made. But basically the idea is you're looking at a brain, you're reading the, I, I assume they're using an MRI or an fMRI or something like that, but they're looking at what's going on inside the brain, and they're identifying sub-vocalization of words, and they're able to turn those yep. into text. So that's good because if you don't want your mind being read, obviously you don't hook up to the machine to begin with, but assuming that right. you're on this interface that's always going on, well, there's a difference between deliberately thinking out words as when you're reading or when you're speaking or something like that and not thinking about something. It feels like there actually would be a measure of control that you would have. And you would learn how to control that, and you'd be in no more risk of having someone read your thoughts, potentially, than if you don't type something or if you don't speak something. But the fact that it can 
read it if you have a stray thought. It's kind of like that. It, it reminds me an awful lot of the microphones and the cameras that are always potentially pointing at us, right? They're always sitting yeah. there, and we think they're off, or we think they're not doing anything, and it turns out my phone is probably listening to me right now, right? It's, it's probably doing something with the information in my words, even, even as we speak, it, even, even if only to identify that I've not summoned it, right? It's paying attention right. to, to that level. And you take that and multiply it by the human brain, once again, it's a scary thought. And once again, maybe the only way to avoid it is to move in that direction a little bit. But I have to say, if anyone thinks this isn't inevitable, you need to go back in time 30 years because that's the window we're looking at here. Look at how we're communicating with each other now and how plausible did any of that sound to you 30 years ago, right? (laughs) Over the weekend, Phil, I watched Jumanji for the first time, the the new Jumanji. The new one. uh, With with my kids. Yeah. And uh, just a bit of a spoiler, there's a character from 1996 who's a teenager still because he's in the world of Jumanji, right? Right. Interacting with teenagers from, from our time. And yes. the, the teenager from our time keeps bemoaning the lack of a phone, okay, the lack of their phone and not having right. a phone with it. And this goes on just a little bit. And then he finally looks at her and says, does the word phone mean something different in 2017? <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the middle of drinking something. I nearly shot it out my nose. I, uh, it that was, it I certainly was, does, young fellow. You yeah, have no it idea. It means something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you can't even imagine what the word yeah. phone means in the year 2017. That's funny. And by the way, if that spoils Jumanji for you, get a life, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even listen to our Geek Out shows because that's, not, yeah, that's, that's right. not even a spoiler. That's just that's a line from a movie, for heaven's sake. I was just going to say, great movie. You'll love it. Uh, go see it. It's, it's on DVD now. So. <laughs> there, All right, check it out. Jumanji, everybody. I wanted to give a quick yeah. update to our discussion from a couple weeks ago about different kinds of possibility. We mentioned fusion power as one of the persistent deep possible. It never seems to become adjacent. So I thought, well, it would be interesting to track this as it goes. And here's a headline for you. Lockheed Martin now has a patent for its potentially world-changing fusion reactor. And if you follow this story, this is kind of a big step, big step for Lockheed Martin that they've patented this reactor and a big step for all of us if we actually are that much closer to fusion power. The one caution I would put here is that they say they'll have a prototype by 2019. So I'm saying, okay, well, nuclear fusion is still not the adjacent possible as of this announcement, but maybe when they have their prototype, it will be. Right. That's right. Right. <laughs> that, uh... that's, that's how I'm reading that one. But maybe a little closer to it being just around the corner. It's interesting. Interesting sounding reactor. It's capable of powering a Nimitz class aircraft carrier or 80,000 homes. So that's big. And if they can actually get that out and have that working somewhere and have it actually doing what it's supposed to do, then we will be on our way to thermonuclear power. We're not there yet, though. So stay tuned. We're talking about something that's the size of a shipping container, what they're, they're shooting for, Phil. I mean, you could see jumbo jets that never have to refuel. A shipping container is big, but it's not so big that you couldn't have cargo planes that just stay aloft and <laughs> and parachute down supplies or you know basically it's a warehouse that never has to never, never has to land right if, if you have something that size that puts out that level of energy it'll be the best energy deal ever that's for sure yeah that's so right. if if they make that commercially viable it's big so stay huge, tuned huge huge you know and maybe that's the thing we'll do we'll track these possibilities we'll keep a little scoreboard going what's adjacent what's deep 
what was hidden and suddenly appeared. That's, that's something we well, like. And the thing I keep, keep looking at with, with Fusion is the weight of all these different groups, and sometimes mm. with slightly different approaches, yep. all saying that, hey, we're on top of this thing now. We're, it's, it, this looks like it's going to happen. I have to think one or two of them have to be right. They don't have to be right, but it would seem to be that you, you've got a lot of very smart people that feel like that they've got a real good shot at this now. Yeah, assuming somebody's going to be right eventually, one of these has got to be getting us closer. So yeah, we will see. Stay tuned. All right, Stephen. Well, this has been fun talking about reading each other's minds. We're going to be back on Wednesday with a brand new show. Look forward to being with you all then. And until next time, live to see it. Love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.